Hey everybody, it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game, back with family of the pod. It's our fam, it's your boy, Jay Devlin. Say hello to the people, Jay Devlin. What up, Eduardo? Good to be back. I'm back on the left coast, flew in from Philly last night. It's good to yes. be home. Uh, sadly, I missed uh, playing the feature presentation this week because I was in route with no Wi-Fi. I felt like I was flying in 1950. I mean, how do you not have Wi-Fi on an airplane anymore? Like yeah. atrocious. But no, it's good. I'm checking out the. I'm sure I was said to you. I go. I don't really know what's going on with the movies this week. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go look at Gamble Twenty Four Sevens, Ring Balls, and Michael Volante, and that'll tell me all I need to know about what the right strategy was this week. Oh, shots fired! Not even your host has the optimal strategy. And oh, I can't. Come on, I can't give you that kind of love, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest with you, it, it, it was it, this is the type of throw your hands up week because I swear it's half, so my process has been for the last several weeks. I'll start at the background talent, building my calls, work my way up all the way up to the future presentation. Where by that point, I hope to have stumbled upon the optimal strategy. And this week, I got through maybe the key grip that go into the group chat and I just complain. I'm like, ah, you know, I, I, I have no idea what's going to win this week. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just giving away, uh, just giving away 25 bucks to the highest, to the highest call. She's, I got no shot. I have no idea what's going to win this week. So it should be pretty wide open. Well, so, uh, and, nothing by the group, the group chats. Yeah, and I, I implore anybody who's listening to this uh, podcast who plays the game, who might be new to the game, get on the group chat, man. I mean, those guys are very knowledgeable, and everybody is very, very, gen true. very generous with, you know, talking strategy and you know, ring balls works in a movie theater for Christ's sake. I mean, it's yeah, they get like, this really good man on the street type, uh, oh, like front line totally. stuff. They're like, oh yeah, X amount of people showed up for the seven p.m. pirates, but you know, so there's still actionable intel you can get on these before. games as you go before uh, uh, theater locks. So yeah, exactly, absolutely. man. Those guys are super sharp. Um, so yeah, I mean, interesting week. I, I had no interest in seeing sometimes like this game goes off and like, I'm really excited. Like when fate of the furious came out, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm excited to see this movie. This week, <laughs> like I was, I'm stoked to see Baywatch, but I will not yes. go see pirates of the Caribbean and pirates and, of the Caribbean and, is killing. And that's a great, and that's a great segue. Cause I did go see pirates of the Caribbean. It was officially, it was the official post lock movie of the week. And I saw it in 3d D box. That was a freaking $24 ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was it was okay. It, it, I mean, uh, Michael Volante in the group chat said he really liked it, enjoyed it. I just thought it was okay. There's, I mean, I, maybe I'm looking at it too much through a screenwriter's lens or whatever. But this franchise needs to be put down. It just needs to be put down. Where all the stuff that we loved about Jack Sparrow in the first three, first three I thought were pretty much great. Like the first one was good. Second one was probably even better. Third one was was very really? solid. I, I, I didn't rewatch them, man, because the first yeah. one to me is head and shoulders. See, and that, I guess that's the thing. Well, you know, actually, you know, was, actually, I take it back. The first one is the best, but the yeah. second one really did, you know, uh, build on what they had in the first one and, and did a really good job, I thought. And the third one was a little bit different, but I really remember, I remember really enjoying it. The fourth one was a, was a hot mess. I rewatched it because I, I didn't remember anything about it, and it was, it was pretty terrible. This one is, like, it's better than this, the fourth one, but, I mean, all the stuff that we loved about Jack Sparrow, like, just the, the charm and innocence of it is totally gone. It's totally I, gone. It I mean, I I didn't find myself genuinely laughing at any of his like tricks or antics, or whatever. The entire these, movie. That's these movies are supposed to be a fun ride, man. Yeah, and that's what the first one was. And here's the thing: this is a common theme that's popping up, popping up a lot now. 
So like that movie in Hunnam season, your your boy Charlie Hunnam. What was that yeah. movie a couple Charlie, weeks ago? Yeah. Too much CGI, man. So At that's the where end, they I went. Agree. That's where they went with these Pirates of the Caribbean movies. The first yeah. one had a little mysticism to it, and obviously there was some, you know, some some CGI stuff. Then the second one got a little more CGI. And now it's just like almost like watching a cartoon. And I, I don't know. I just I just really can't get into it. Love Johnny Depp. Love Javier Bardem. Um, obviously, it killed this week. Uh, Baywatch must be utterly fucking terrible. No, well, it got a B plus on the cinema score, which to me is kind of red flag only because a movie like this really should be getting like an A, A minus. But I'm going to speak for myself. This but week, what honestly. are people expecting from – like I don't understand when people review Baywatch and say it's a bet. What do they expect? Gone with the wind? It's, <laughs> it's Baywatch. It's no, and, like and, and Efron and Hot Chicks and The Rock being The Rock. I mean like what's – that sounds amazing. And I love that you put it that way because so when I in back in my my movie reviewer days when I went by the real deal reviews with the Z from the street, uh, one thing I was very careful to do because I just thought it was so hip, hip, hypocritical. A lot of these critics, they just oh goodness, let me turn my phone off. Um, one thing that uh, that uh, critics really always would do is uh, is they would make their review out to be like the hand of God, like they're, like they're totally impartial. I'm just giving you the straight dope. No, everyone's partial. Art is inherently mm-hmm. subjective, so I need to know where you're coming from. There was this one reviewer. She wrote for the LA Times for the longest time, and then she moved to the New York Times. I could not stand her. Her name was Manola Dargis. You know, kudos to you in your career or whatever. I'm glad you're still getting your checks, but no, God, I hated her. because throw some shade. Don't say kudos. Throw, this is your podcast, Ed. Throw her some shade, man. Well, she Come came on. from a very specific, you know, white privilege, probably just different experience from a lot of these movies. Once you wow, go review white a privilege. Movie, well, no, 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 no. A white comma privilege comma. Like she wasn't uh-huh. like she didn't come from like inner city or urban experience. She, didn't, she, I. I don't know her personally. I honestly don't. But she did not seem like she knew anyone outside of her own little kind of circle of people that she grew up with. It really annoyed me when she would review a, a black film, an edgy film, an action film, any film that straight outside her really kind of snooty, heady uh, existence. And it drove me nuts. And what's I'm her, like, What's it, her name? Manola Dargis. M-A-N-O. That does not H-L-A. sound like a white person. Dargis. <laughs> Manola Dargis. No, no. It sounds, she might be like you know, Armenian or something. Either way, it doesn't matter. Either way, it drove me nuts because anytime it came to a black film that she reviewed it, she was just ter- she's you know, killed it for no good reason other than that she didn't understand the culture whatever. It drove me nuts. So all I wanted to say is that at the beginning of my reviews, I'd always give you two things. One, I'd give you my general background. And at the time, it'd always be, you know, frustrated screenwriter, early 30s, mid 30s, whatever, you know, who likes action flicks, blah, 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 but doesn't like, you know, kitty movies, animal movies, whatever, right? And then, so then, you know, my personal biases. And then I would give you my biases going into the movie because we all have happiness is a function of expectations, right? So if you come into a movie with expectations going to be a certain way, then they can either be, you know, you can either have them live up to your expectations, you're satisfied, they can disappoint you, you're dissatisfied, or you can be pleasantly surprised by something so you give it more credit. Whatever. Either way is that these things aren't subjective, and it drove me nuts when reviewers just kind of, you know, would just. I guess I'm on a soapbox. I didn't mean to go on my soapbox, but it really drives, drives me nuts when critics, like you I said, kind of give it, like, you know. Well, well I like that you picked up. Like everything, like, gone the wind. Yeah. I mean, she's been she's been nominated for a Pulitzer Prize. Sure. In, in criticism, so she, she's Good super for her. Good she's for her. From, uh, <laughs> like the Upper East Side, went to Hunter College. She's married to a wine expert. 
Oh like, my god! Yeah. <laughs> I totally lost track of her. It's like, like you know, personally slash professionally, when she went to the New York Times. But all that yeah. stuff totally fits the profile I had in her, her in my head. So I'm, I'm sorry for trashing Manola Dargis. Sorry, not sorry. But I said everybody this- out there, get get at her on Twitter, man. <laughs> Give her a hard time. <laughs> hey, oh, and also a shout out too. I want to, I want to give big kudos to my to my guest this week on the hour long, Kiana Patton. We were doing some 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 big things this week. Uh, check it out. We had uh, as far as our um, our podcast went, we had one of our all time uh, Facebook. Uh, uh, views 136 views on just this podcast alone i mean very Damn, exciting fun. thanks for thanks for sharing it you know kiana she's she's you know lovely intelligent lot, sees a lot more movies than i thought she did so we'll definitely have her back on the pod i didn't get a chance to listen to it i traveled for like 15 hours yesterday sure. for, just because of weather and everything so I, I found a new podcast that i love it's not movie related it's called road tripping with rj and channing i won't get into it it's huh. amazing but i As saw channing you, tatum or channing fry Richard oh, okay. Jefferson and Channing Fry. Oh, that sounds like fun. I might have to add that. <laughs> it's it's by far the best podcast I've probably ever listened to. I listened to almost nine hours of it yesterday. But your podcast was about travel, right? That's what you guys. Yeah, it about? was top five travel movies. She runs a nonprofit for uh for for travel uh for for like uh, preteens and teenagers to expose them to different cultures, what have you. Really good uh, organization called Cali Now. And so I, th- I thought, you know, travel would be right up for Allie. But what really surprised me, and so in the description, she, all of her movies, I think like like four of her five movies were all about like uh, senior citizens living their best lives. And it's kind of caught me off guard. So I really, I really oh. enjoyed the talk. Uh, Can we dive into it for like two minutes? Because I, I Sure, sure. She, because travel about, con- like connotates many different things. It can, so the yeah. first thing I thought of was like my favorite travel movie of all time, bar none, was Back to the Future. Oh, time travel! Time Interesting. Travel. Yeah. Yo, maybe. that actually maybe that maybe that'll be the the next one I do with her is time travel. Let me let me write that down on my little whiteboard. Time so travel. That, that's so traveling. And then it, you know if we're just doing traveling like on the road, it would probably be like maybe Magic Mike Double XL. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. All the bros in the Winnebago just doing Michael their thing. hand putting it down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, no, time travel was like the first thing I thought of, and I wasn't sure if that was something you guys dove into. What? Give me a couple examples of like, like the bucket list. Was that on there? Yeah, with, yeah like, she she did the bucket list. Um, she did uh, she did the bucket list. She did. Uh, what's the uh, she, she, the first one? She was like more like a road trip movie because originally I, I like mine more like eat, pray, love. Mine more like more international travel. But mm-hmm. uh, she was she was about she brought up Little Miss Sunshine was her first one, and I was like, oh, okay, it's a like yeah. road trip. Okay, so we were kind of loosey goosey with it, but as as she went along, it, it, most of her movies started reflecting like uh, older people, and like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So it's just like I just love the elderly, and I love the, the fact that hey. something I can look forward to and stuff. So I love cool. I love me some old people. Uh, Las Vegas, kind of a travel movie, but like planes, trains, and automobiles. Did that come up? Uh, it did not. I thought about it, but uh, I went with like E Tu Mama Tambien. That's like a Mexican road trip movie, uh, oh. coming of age and road trip movie. It was we were kind of yeah. loose with the with, with the with the rules, but like it, it was fun. It was it's really good uh, podcast. Uh, hour eight that minutes. Check podcast, it out if you get a chance. Man. Because you can interpret that any way you want, so it kind of yeah. opens it up a little bit to uh, a wide range of movies. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go back and check that out. Yeah, and she knows a lot of movies. Like this, like I just kind of threw her on there as as a whim, but she knows a lot of of good movies. So kudos to you, Kiana. Appreciate uh, the love. Thanks for sharing it, and we'll definitely have you back 
on the podcast. Okay, so all right, so we got through the preliminaries. Jump, jump into these pot, these uh, podcasts. Let's jump into these uh, call sheets, and that's what you guys check us out on Friday for. This one is Michael Volante, and oh, let's. This is an interesting construction. What do you see here, Jay Devlin? I mean, like I said, I, I did not study up too much this week on the movie, so I, I don't know. I just looked at Michael Volante's Gamble 24-7s and Ring Balls, and they all looked like they had very similar strategies. It seems like you had to have two Pirates movies, and then after that you kind of just mix and match what you, uh, what you thought was going to be good. Yeah, I, I totally missed the boat on this because I didn't realize you could have two pirates. Because once it, once you got two pirates, then with eight slots left, your average uh, price per actor was was just under six thousand dollars. So after that, I just kind of like I kind of threw up my hands and 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 did some other stuff. But it looks like you're able to get two lowriders in here, which isn't necessarily a bad call. No, not at all. It, they they lost some screens, but they it still might eke out seven eight hundred thousand maybe. So, uh, are you doing the holiday weekend? Or are you cutting it off? Uh, we're it's it's normal through Monday. We we should get okay. results through three and also through four. Um, it's we're not flexible enough yet with resources. We're still out. Uh, and any investors who might be listening, we are definitely available for seed funds. Financing, uh, but we're still out on our seed round, so we don't have enough resources yet to be flexible enough to do a four-day weekend. I would like to do a four-day weekend uh, eventually. We probably will, uh, but for now, it's going through Monday, pretty much around the same time. We'll spin them out on Monday for the for the three-day, most likely. Um, Paris can wait. Let's see, a four-pack of Paris can wait. Gifted uh, headliner from Beauty and the Beast, headliner stack from Lowriders, and the yeah, two and the Pirates Beast. of the Caribbean. Beauty and the Beast hanging on, man. That movie has been around for like months now, it feels like. This sucker. So last weekend it did – I mean it's not doing – I mean it's it, – well, you know, they kept it in the theaters to cross half a billion dollars. That's what, that's what they wanted to do domestically. So that's the only reason why it's been out here for damn near three months. But it still is doing $2.5 million, about 1400 per screen. You know, it's it's – you know, probably it's I think it's on thirteen hundred screens this week. Even if it drops down to say even a thousand a screen, I mean you're still probably gonna get like a million and a half. Sad. Which is, you know, I mean it's not a ton of points, but when you're when you're uh I wouldn't say dumpster diving, but when you're uh, short on budget, short on salary, um, you know, uh, and you need to get a limited release in there, you could do worse than beating the beast, you know. This is this will probably get you like, you know, three or four points, which is probably all you can ask for at this price point. Well, so what's pretty, your thought on this? Cause like you, so you were on it this week a lot better than I was. What, like, when you look at that call sheet, what's your first thought? Are you like, all right, that's got a shot to win? Damn, oh I yeah, that's that's easily top five because I didn't realize you could get two low rider, low riders headliners in there. And then and the it, weight is actually a pretty solid uh, hedge on the Scrubs side of the stars and Scrubs construction, only because. I'm, oh, good. No, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure your phone has a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to plug in the prices of guys to see how yes. much they cost. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, you can. <laughs> yeah. And the thing with uh, Paris can wait um, is that it did. Okay. Oh, it actually did better than okay. It did 8,000 per screen on 23 screens expanding to, I believe it's on 91 screens. This week, oh, wow. So. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you know, even if you do like 5,000 per screen times 91, uh, four hundred fifty-five thousand. So yeah, that's that's a good seven points for your headliners. That's not bad. That's very solid. 
Yeah, it's not bad. So yeah, that's I mean, Michael Volante, I mean, he's like it's like I remember the first couple of weeks, you know, a little slow to get started, but he's once he's got acclimated, he's been a stalwart in the top five. Loves hearing his insights and stuff. I think he used to work uh for the movie company or something. So great insight, you know, good looking call sheet. Take a look at Gamble twenty four sevens. Uh oh, okay, here we go. And yeah, similar type of construction. Um, he's got one, two, three, four. He's actually got a five pack of Paris can wait. Uh I like that non-headliner. Yeah, I mean it sounds like with my strategy of like how I do it. If I like a movie that's like low, I just stack the hell out of it. I don't even Absolutely. bother like messing around with other stuff. Because so it gives yeah, you so much more room good. at the top too, in case you want to squeeze in like a Pirates, you know, well, two pirates and it's low. And again, it does. If you're trying to win one, if you're trying to just cash, like you, you might want to sprinkle a couple of different things in to hedge your bets. But if you're trying to win a feature presentation, like you need to just kind of go all in, balls to the wall, on like a movie that you really like. And it looks like he did it here, and that that would be if he does win his advantage over Michael Volante. Yeah, yeah, Paris, Paris away. I mean, and definitely just from the projections of 83 million, uh, which might be a four-day open, but it might be you know three-day. Let's just say the, the projections I saw uh, were for 83 million for the weekend. I mean, if you're doing that uh, at a headliner, you know that's 116 points. You know, it's gonna be tough to overcome <clears throat> with any other combination. Well, what's Gifted supposed to do? Gifted. Um, <laughs> that's, that's where their call sheets differ, differentiated. Well, it's funny because, um, and we'll get to Ringball's uh, call sheet in a second. Uh, he said Gifted looked like a trap because it actually it lost some screens in platform release. It's down to 300 and something screens. Uh, it did only $931 per screen. It's been out forever. It's been out for, out for like eight weeks now. And mm -hmm. so it's, I mean, even if you assume it gets like 700 per screen, it's only on 300 screens. I mean, you're only looking at about two points, two or three points, 210,000. Um, oh, so yeah, totally. Volante. I don't think he can win. Yeah, so I, I mean, for, for yeah, going gifted instead of forget Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paris can wait. It's... Paris, Paris can wait. Sorry. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> definitely forget Paris. Billy, Billy Crystal, George Mirasan, great movie. Absolutely. Uh, so that's uh, I did tease Ring Balls. Let's take a look at Ring Balls real quick. <clears throat> Ring Balls twenty two. Uh, okay. Pirates. Oh, Norman. So that's what. Okay. So I've been meaning to talk about Norman. We'll get to my call sheet in a second too. But I've been meaning to talk about Norman because I figured Norman might be the sleeper in platform release. It's a little pricier because it did so well last weekend. I think it did like seven hundred thousand, maybe. And how many screens is it on? It is on uh, three hundred twenty-four screens. <clears throat> so it's basically. I think it shed like about twenty or thirty screens, whatever. But still had a, a pretty solid per screen average. What did it do, Norman? <clears throat> oh, actually, only fifteen hundred. Okay, so maybe it's on the down downside. Five hundred sixty-five thousand last weekend. I think it could still eke out, you know, a good four hundred thousand maybe this weekend. I just have a good feeling about it. It's been pretty well reviewed, <clears throat> um, and so Norman might be my be the thing that upsets the apple cart uh he's got two he's got the headliner stack from paris can wait headliner stack obvious from pirates <clears throat> headliner from the wedding plan bit of a wild card now we we know it's an israeli film as far as population density goes it's it hmm. tends to be the smaller side of the three f's but it, it is going to 91 screens i think it had a fairly decent week last week uh, what was it that was called? That was uh, sorry, the wedding plan. So I'm, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, that looks like uh, that's a pretty fascinating call sheet, man. I like I like when I see the the best players in the game or just the guys that finish at the top with with very differing strategies. It just goes show goes to show the different ways you can play the game, which is pretty cool. 
And actually, this looks a lot like mine now that I think about it. Let's let's jump to mine real quick. Oh, and also he's got some Boss Baby, Jenny Slate from Gifted, which, you know, Ringball said might be a trap, but he might have just been punting salary there. <clears throat> oh, um, why wouldn't he just go – That's but that would be my – like, why don't you just go Paris – can wait right there. Another Paris, yeah. Maybe he's figuring out. Maybe he's figuring the the headliner bonus might be enough on gifted to push it up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, it overcomes the regular act, a non-headliner hey, actor. Bro, I'm not here to second guess ring balls, man. All right, you know. <laughs> very savvy player. He was the uh, he is the owner of the call sheet of the week this uh, this past week. Um, Did I miss the days when I dominated this game? Fuck all these new guys. They're just better than I am. God damn it. And Jaybird, too. We actually, we have a Jaybird sighting. Jaybird is back. He, yes, it's very interesting to see how he, how he does now we've got more players, more competition, because he mollywopped our spreadsheet uh, league. It was pretty bad. Was I'm bad. like the George Mikan of this game. Like, modern-day players look back at me, and they're just Left-hand like, layup, uh, right-hand layup. Yeah. Like, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't survive in today's game, but he was great. Uh, <laughs> so this is is this mine? No, this can't be mine. This is let me. Uh, that's something I definitely need to work on. Is uh, get oh the Roan. There we go. So our defending champion. He won the feature presentation last week. Defending champion, the Roan. The Roan. God bless shout, that guy. He's a beast. Shout out to, shout out to the Roan once again. A call sheet, uh, a spreadsheet. You know, league OG and. Double shout out for for he and bring in his boo, the Rones boo, his girlfriend. You know, once again, the the couple that drafts together lasts forever. We got yet another cinema draft couple up in the piece. It's like four couples in cinema draft now, isn't it? I, I was teasing. I was teasing. Rone, Volante, chat last Ring Balls, night. and uh, Jaybird. Absolutely, and I was teasing in the the group chat last night that maybe I should pivot the company towards making this into a, 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 a Tinder-esque type app. Dude, dating sites slash movies. People go to movies on dates, bro. This is like a million dollar idea, literally. Brand extension. Let, let, let me let me yes. let me get, let me get Sean Rad on the phone and see if we can't do like a cross promotion with Tinder. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Rones call sheet, our defending champion. He's got the pirate stack headliner stack. He's got a boss baby headliner stack. Wedding Plan headliner stack, uh, Beauty and the Beast headliner, and also a Long Strange Trip non-headliner, Ava, Ava Longoria headliner from Lowriders, and Jonah Zhao from Gifted non-headliner. And this looks like I'm just trying to cash type call sheet. He kind of covers his bases. It feels kind of safe, not dangerous enough, but it's a it's a it's a fairly solid call sheet, mostly because he's. He's getting he's getting exposure. It's, it's like a bit of a poo poo platter. He's getting exposure to low riders. He's getting exposure yeah. to, to this is like players. a Hyundai Sonata. This lineup. it's a minivan. It's just it's cozy. It's safe. It's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what, J. Devlin, and we don't ever want you to change. We love you and your hot takes and your evaluations on people's call sheets. I do want to bring up the. I just want to forewarn you that when you do watch or listen to our, our podcast with Kiana, she was a little she's a little verklempt at how you destroyed her call sheet. When oh yeah. You so nice. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> I yes, like this it. This is all love. We just want you guys to get better. We want to see. The better you play, the better we play. Hey, I attack everybody with impunity. Nobody gets a free pass. Uh, this is true. Get ready to attack my call sheet because here we you go. You know, it just is what it is. This is not That's a right. game for the faint of heart, Ed. You know, you got <laughs> to be tough. That's right. You ain't real money, damn it. You got to be tough. So, um, so this no is no participation medals in this game. No second place. No, 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 no juice boxes and orange slices. Um, so my call sheet. Uh, I, Okay, I'm, I'm not going to prejudice it. I'm just going to call it out. You've got the Pirates of the Caribbean headliner stack. You've got 
uh, for Pack and Norman and Boss Baby headliner, Paris can wait, uh, one headliner, one non-headliner, and then a headliner from the wedding plan. I don't know, man. I need Norman to come through for a brother. Like, like, like push through. <laughs> push through. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what that movie is, if we're being completely honest. Um, oh, it, it's Richard Gere, quote, quote, unquote, in his finest role. So. Okay. This line looks pretty sexist. I mean, it's all dudes except for, like, one chick. <laughs> I mean, that's my that's my only my my only observation of this lineup. Hey, big shout out to um to Lyric LL. She's also a spreadsheet OG. Don't think she's played with us yet on Cinema Draft. She might be listening to the podcast here and there. But she at first before she was taking the game seriously, before she started losing all the time, she would submit all female call sheets. It was awesome. I mean, they do terribly sometimes, but I mean, sometimes she just like do all female call sheets. No greater uh, game theory than that. So, you know, big shout outs to your, your vanity lineups, your vanity call sheets, you know, you know, play I'd how be you curious feel. to see some advanced metrics on <laughs> like, just on like gender picking in this game. Like sure. I would honestly, I mean, it could be a microcosm for Hollywood in general, just oh, like the, the pay yeah, discrepancy, down. which is a big issue going on right now. I would do I do I do I put do I put salaries higher for men than women? Oh my I, you, you might do it subconsciously. <laughs> I mean, it just might be ingrained in who you are. I mean, yes, yeah, my unconscious bias, <laughs> my male hegemony. <laughs> but I would say this: I would bet that seventy-five percent of all actors picked in this game are men. Interesting. Okay, and you know what? Uh, and to be honest with you, I mean, I would I would gather that seventy-five percent of the quality roles in Hollywood are for men. That's just, I mean, okay. it, it's unfair. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not right. It's just what it is right now. So maybe you have yeah. to have like built-in bonus points if you take a woman. Oh no, no! <laughs> Don't you dare get me in trouble, Jake Devil. Don't you dare! All right, so we're gonna take a look at a call sheet outside of our normal cohorts. Uh, at the top, and you know, let's let's take a look at Serenity. She's totally unaffiliated. I believe it's a she. Maybe it's a he. Uh, and uh, <laughs> or, no, they. No, or they, or they, or, or they. Yeah. Taylor from Billions. Uh, fight, uh, real quick aside, when I was when I was uh, studying poker with the great Ari Bodog, Ari Angle, he used to say that he tr- used to treat every screen name that he would see on online poker as a he, even if it had like the most you know female or woman sounding name. You know, he used to say, "Oh, everyone's a he," because the statistics prove it's most likely he. It's like 98% or 95% of online poker players are men, which is also another sad fact, but it is what it is. So let's just say, so let's just say for, to flip it, let's just say Serenity is a she. So she put together an interesting call sheet. Uh, it's got Pirates of the Caribbean headliner. It's got a Guardians of the Galaxy headliner. This, you know what, this is actually, no, she's got a decent amount of headliners, about seven headliners, but this, probably is going to have a tough road to hoe only because you're going to lose out on a lot of points of not having a second Pirates of the Caribbean headliner. But this yeah. is actually, but as far as like a beginner call sheet, this isn't, this isn't too bad. First time. I, was, I mean, as the, you know, the apparently the cruel person who rips on people's call sheets, <laughs> as, a new, dreams. as a beginner, the, no, the, I, the, my first thought was, okay, a lot of big names in here, a lot of headliners. Um, it's obviously not going to win, but it's, it's not for a first effort. You can see that she's she could kind of focus on like what was important. Yeah, and which, the which is a great thing, place to grow from. Right, and the, the good thing about and the, one of the more important uh, basic uh, building blocks or concepts to your call sheet is is acknowledging the power of the headliner. That little star yeah. next to the name gets you forty percent bonus. So I do, do appreciate her going for those headliners like that. That's that's, that's a good start. Ed, we've been doing these reviews now for a long time, like six months, who knows, something yes. like that. So we've seen like almost every one of these players were new at some point. 
Now, some people like ring balls and guys like that came in hot and were just really good from Jump Street. But then there's other guys that, like, we were looking at their call sheets and they'd have, like, $15,000 left. And their call (laughs) sheets were just completely, like, atrocious. So this right here being her call sheet, this is one of the better efforts I've seen. Yes, only hundred dollars remaining. I mean, yeah. this you know, this is yeah. So I, I think with with a little more exposure to the podcast, maybe some of the some of the strategy videos, or just even you know uh, catching capturing the zeitgeist of the marketplaces. Our uh, WBW officially our WBW. I'm not sure if you heard our podcast from a couple weeks ago, but he got a job. He is the he is a staff writer on Dynasty. Kevin Garnett, aka Cornell. Cornell. Oh, Westside. There we go. You're, you're there we go. There. I apologize. I did. I lobbed up for you, man. Cornell. <laughs> Cornell. I'm old yes. now, man. Like, I, I, don't, I don't go for alley-oops anymore. I'm shooting threes. <laughs> <off> the rim. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, so Cornell Westside, a.k.a. Kevin Garnett, a.k.a. the Chocolate Cardinal, a.k.a. the WBW Working Black Rider is officially working he is staffed up on dynasty we'll keep giving him shout outs because he is play he's played i mean he's also another one who's you know started off really rough but he's i think he's won over three or four hundred dollars in the game i mean he just kind of plugs away here and there on the margin so kudos to him oh and also while i have you on uh, i'd like to congratulate you as being our meet the player this week Uh last week Uh, i saw that yeah, you are Meet the Player. Some little fun fact. Make sure you go check out Jay Devlin's uh, brief profile on Meet the Player this week at uh, medium.com slash at Cinema Draft. Should be one of our top stories. So a few little career highlights. It, man. I, I like that. What, what are my hobbies? What did you say? Podcasting and, and <laughs> basketball? Or my life? I, I did. Under your likes, yes. Just, just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Like, I'm not going to go into any weird fetishes or anything. Just keep it simple. Um, but yeah, so, my streak is over. <laughs> low riders god damn <laughs> yeah that's right i mean man i you know I've, i'm not even sure if i ever had like a streak per se but this game's gotten so tough some weeks i mean this week i just throw up my hands i mean some weeks i'm feeling really confident i feel like i really hit on the strategy this week you know it, it could be anyone's anyone's uh anyone's ball game so you know i really appreciate the support thanks for for checking us out listening to the podcast supporting telling your friends we are we are undertaking we are not only are we out for seed financing but we're also going to be doing some marketing pushes to get some more players up in here so the more players we have playing eventually the bigger the prize pool so let's keep spreading the word find us at cinemadraft.co that is cinemadraft.co follow us on all of our social media subscribe like comment boost our scores plug your ish jay devlin you're back now we should be getting into mostly sports shouldn't we yeah same stuff man mostly sports every monday live ubn radio and iheart radio uh throw it in the google machine you can find it on itunes everywhere we got uh live between 12 p.m and 2 p.m Pacific time correct on yeah call in live radio show we talk a lot of sports we talk a lot of pop culture we have great guests bachelorette season so we're going to be hitting bachelorette real hard um <laughs> But some great, some really good guests coming up soon. We got some Vanderpump Rules people coming on. But we'll be we'll be chopping it up, talking sports. We're going to Vegas to play in the TBT two million dollar basketball tournament coming hey up in July on ESPN. So you can see uh, a forty three year old man shooting three pointers on ESPN in a couple weeks. So <laughs> right. good to be back, man. I'm excited. It's going to be a great summer, summer movie season. I mean, this is yes. what the grass is all about. Yes, can't wait till you're out here in Vegas so I can pimp you over at my 24-hour fitness show and what a real shooter looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Just one time, man. It's one time. Uh, yeah, so that's good stuff. I've definitely signed up for the TBT. I am, I guess, officially like a fan or supporting your squad. So, you know, go ahead and blow it out. I'll I'll, I'll be there to cheer you guys on. Uh, appreciate you always popping on the podcast. You add so much value. Thanks a lot, Jay Devlin. 
And, you, you know, I mean, it, it is the weekend. It's 90-something degrees out here in Vegas, so it's too hot outside. So why don't you go see a movie or something? Or something. Or can I turn this off? <laughs>